Hello, I'm Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm recording this on Monday, July 24, 2023. And on Wednesday, July 26, 2023, I will be recording another audio commentary as I continue going through Season 5 of Bungo Stray Dogs. Last time we looked at Season 5, Episode 2 of Bungo Stray Dogs, Episode 52 overall, titled The Strongest Man. Today we're doing audio commentary on Season 5, Episode 3, Episode 53 overall, titled Hero vs. Criminal. This audio commentary is released Wednesday night after the premiere of the episode and is available for any patrons at the $5 tier at patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. And then this commentary will be public and free by Sunday night to watch on YouTube or listen via the podcast RSS link in the description. There is also a spoiler warning for all Abungo Stray Dogs, and I do mean all of it, up to chapter 108 of the Bungo Stray Dogs manga, as well as a spoiler warning for the film, stage plays, light novels, and audio dramas. There are also timestamps in the description to skip ahead to different parts of this commentary. As a disclaimer, this episode is going to be gory. And this is me jumping in from the future to warn that I am not going to be very kind to this episode. Or to Fukuchi. Or the depiction of Fukuchi. This audio commentary may not be entertaining. This is going to be a lot of me here just saying how much I don't like Fukuchi as a character, and even that the point is that you're not supposed to like him. I just don't like how Studio Bones and even the original manga keeps bouncing back and forth to make him goofy and villainous, and what this says about portrayals of shell-shocked veterans, about the obvious changes we need to do to dismantle militarism and warfare, and to stop torture, and instead those actual issues are just swept under the rug because the person demanding these reforms, Fukuchi, has decided to be a fascist to achieve them. So, yeah, this is not going to be the most entertaining audio commentary, but let's keep going. On Monday, July 24, 2023, Kadokawa released the trailer for Season 5, Episode 3. What do we see in this trailer? We see Fukuchi turning any item he holds into a weapon, starting with a guardrail from the ship that he uses to strike at Akutsugawa, who, since the previous episode, has now joined the fight. I do like the animation on Fukuchi grasping the guardrail and the debris it kicks up. When Fukuchi is able to smash part of the ship, Atushi rescues Akutsugawa, pulling him out of the battle. We saw more from this moment in one of the Season 5 trailers as well, where Atushi is rescuing Akutsugawa. Next in the trailer, we see Atushi and Okutsugawa in an argument about how they are going to defeat Fukuchi before Okutsugawa transfers his Rashomon power onto Atushi. Meanwhile, Fukuchi is waiting for round two against our heroes. The trailer ends with Atushi going in for a Rashomon attack aimed at Fukuchi, which if you read the manga, you know that is going to kill Fukuchi. Based on this trailer, which chapters do I think will be adapted in Season 5, Episode 3? 
in the previous audio commentary, I took a guess which chapter Season 5 Episode 2 would adapt, and I got it wrong. Everything I thought would constitute all of Episode 3 was instead put in at the end of Episode 2. Rereading the manga, yeah, that makes more sense. There isn't enough in the beginning of the fight between Fukuchi and Atushi to be its own episode. Rancid, I would have liked a longer fight given how quickly this ends badly for Atushi. It's now been two seasons of Kunikida telling Atushi that his fighting skills suck, then the anime just confirms it. That means I got it wrong as to what will be in episode 3. Heck, that means the two trailers that came out for season 5 really did stick to mostly footage from these first three episodes of the season. Before watching the episode 3 trailer, I had expected today's episode would adapt chapters 84 to the first half of chapter 88, as well as part of the short story The Heartless Cur, which shows how Dazai first met Okutagawa. I thought this episode would end with the cliffhanger in which Fukuchi unleashes Bram Stoker to use him to affect Akutagawa. If it turns out my expectations match what happens in today's episode, prepare for pain. Have a box of tissues ready for your tears. At this point in the audio commentary, I was going to do a plot summary of chapters 84 to 88, since I did think that's what would be adapted in today's episode. Then I reread those five chapters and realized this is a lot of content. For those chapters, chapters 84 to 87 are all titled Hero vs. Criminal, the same title as today's episode. I would think that this episode should therefore adapt all four chapters, but this is a lot of content. While I would think that means this episode would adapt at least those four chapters, if not the fifth one, I started second-guessing myself about whether episode 3 can really adapt all of the events taking place. After reading the manga again, but before watching the trailer, I revised my guess. Rereading the manga, there's a lot of time travel coming up. And to explain how Fukuchi's time travel works and to show it in action, I think you would need another episode. It's too much to fit into episode 3, as well as including all of Atsushi's and Akutagawa's discussion about how they're going to defeat Fukuchi. Therefore, I thought episode 3 would adapt only chapters 84 to 85, with the cliffhanger no longer being Bram Stoker, but instead Fukuchi blocking Atushi and Akutsugawa from getting to the submarine, saving his time travel reveal for episode 4. That would then give more time in episode 4 to reveal how Fukuchi's time travel works, and to put it into action. Then I saw the trailer, and that trailer shows Atushi in the Rashomon outfit going in for the final attack on Fukuchi, which comes from chapter 87, and happens to be right after Fukuchi explained his time travel and even demonstrated it, which means that prediction also isn't going to work. This means episode 3 will adapt almost all of chapter 87, and it's going to be stuck having to explain time travel, and it's going to be stuck having to demonstrate Fukuchi traveling back in time. I have no idea how Studio Bones is going to fit all of these story details into this one episode. 
And no, I'm not going to make a joke that Fukuchi will just use time travel to fit all this into one episode. So the new question I have to answer is, what will be the cliffhanger to end episode 3? Right now, I'm leaning towards thinking that the cliffhanger for the end of episode 3 is going to be right before the end of chapter 87, where we end episode 3 with Atushi killing Fukuchi. Episode 4 will then pick up with Fukuchi managing to travel back in time before he's completely dead and gain the jump on Akutagawa to kill him. At which point he will use Bram Stoker to infect Akutagawa. So, which are we going to get today? Is this the episode where Bram Stoker infects Akutagawa, or do we end right when Atushi kills Fukuchi? Before we find out, there is one more detail I want to add. In the manga, there's a scene on the ship where a security guard confronts Atushi, and Akutsugawa almost kills that security guard but spares him. Later, that security guard interrupts Fukuchi before he can kill Atushi. All of this is a fine scene, but the security guard so far is nameless in the manga and hasn't shown up again. It wouldn't surprise me if all of those details are cut from today's episode. It was a good enough scene to demonstrate that Akutsugawa hasn't forgotten his promise not to kill, and it shows how that choice by Akutsugawa may have spared Atushi but cost Akutsugawa his life. Is that security guard going to show up in today's episode, or will Studio Bones cut him out of the story in order to fit all of this additional content into today's episode? Let's begin this live reaction audio commentary to the newest Boom Go Stray Dogs episode, episode 53 overall, season 5, episode 3, titled Hero vs. Criminal. It is now Wednesday, July 26, 2023. I had today's episode pulled up and paused. You can watch this episode on the Crunchyroll website, then pause the episode before it starts. I'll do a countdown after I finish saying 3, 2, 1, unpause. You can unpause the episode and watch along with my audio commentary. Everyone ready? Okay, starting the countdown. 3, 2, 1, unpause. We're beginning two weeks, so we are starting with the Dazai and Akutagawa flashback. Even the way this is framed, with the opening title credits, this is making this a parallel to when Atushi first met Dazai. I do appreciate that setup. And this is from the light novel, but it is also from the manga, so what I had hoped that we could adapt parts of that short story, we're not getting. My Eyes of Gods. It is amusing Dazai puts this much trust into Akutagawa acting like you're good at observation when no, he's the assassin. He's the one assigned for killing. You know why, don't you? Let's see how this episode is going to answer that question because it is keeping up the mystery 
What is it that Dazai knows about Okutagawa knowing that this is why he will agree to help Atushi? I haven't liked how quickly we're pacing all of this, but I did like that intercutting of showing both Atushi and Fukuchi on screen. This is a bit too much for me. I didn't like how Rompo somehow predicted that Dazai would recruit Akutsugawa and knew to fire the flare. It's too convenient. In the manga, they tried to make Fukuchi look even sillier at that moment, so again, Studio... I was going to say Studio Bones doesn't want to make him look silly, and that just got contradicted. This story still doesn't know what to do with Fukuchi. They want him to be silly, but they also want him to be ominous. They want him to be pulling on a knack, but they also want him to be a shell-shocked veteran. They could still send back up. There are plenty of other boats in Yokohama or Standard Island that they could send out. I didn't like the parallel that Atushi last episode thought he was alone and now Fukuchi is alone. Except we're going to find out Fukuchi isn't alone, both because of security and Bram Stoker. If I thought Rompo predicting things this far in advance, does I somehow predicting Theodore this far in advance? It would be nice if we had seen more of Theodore before this point. We in the manga still don't know how Theodore and Dazai knew each other before Dead Apple. And now the anime has shown Theodore has been around since at least the... Fukuzawa and Rompo Light Novel. If they have known each other that long, then how was Dazai predicting all of this this perfectly to just create Akutsugawa into a weapon to stop Theodore? It's a little too clean again. Akutsugawa was so right to say that about Fukuchi. No, does I abandon you? He has made you into just a weapon. In a fight between a bondage man and a fascist, always cheer on the bondage man.
I didn't like the framing there to make Fukuchi flipping Akutagawa look just like Kunikita flipping over Atsushi. This is explained in the manga where Atsushi recognizes that as a move that Fukuzawa would have learned and trained Kunikita. The anime is skipping that part. And they even skipped how the manga had really good scenes showing Atsushi dragging Akutagawa over his shoulder to get him to safety. So the anime is really picking up the pace, which means we might indeed have the cliffhanger be, if not Bram Soaker, then definitely Akutagawa dying. I guess that would make sense since we are making this Akutagawa's episodes. So we are getting the security guard. They went way too fast with Akutagawa trying to explain to Atsushi, I'm here because I'm here to protect you, not to stop Fukuchi. Even keeping this comedic beat, I really thought Studio Bones was going to cut this. Wow, that was... I appreciate the gag of the two of them stopping the bullets, but that animation on the gunfire was so limited. I'll be curious where they're saving the budget in this episode and just how bad they're... Like, how... Depressing it's gonna be seeing Fukuchi kill Akutagawa, how they're gonna animate that. Hopefully you didn't get that training from Mori. I guess one reason they're not having Atsushi earlier dragging Akutsugawa is it would be a little unbelievable for Akutsugawa to keep running like this if he was that injured. That being said, given what we're going to learn what happens to Akutsugawa, what he's been going through, he is too weak to pull this off. The manga did the same thing. This wasn't what you used against Theodore. It's what you used against Ivan. Skipping ahead a bit in where the manga goes, they already demonstrated that Akutagawa can use his own shirts with Rashomon, so I guess the argument is that Akutagawa can use one piece of clothing at a time, he can't do it to two. This is a little fast to have Atsushi figure out we can do it underwater, that is something that should have been brought up far earlier.
or rather extended out. But again, gotta keep the pace going fast. We even have Fukuchi with a cross behind him. I don't remember him smoking in the manga, but that was probably just um, something I glossed over. Another clock tower. Another clock tower. We are definitely trying to set up order of the clock tower soon. Man, we are keeping this pace going really super fast. We're making Atsushi say and ask everything just to get to the next plot beat. In this case, to make Fukuchi give his tragic backstory that he was a torturer and therefore... To get rid of war crimes, he will just do an even bigger war crime. I want to appreciate this argument that Fukuchi is saying, I fought on the battlefield, Fukuzawa was just an assassin. War is a different kind of hell, and yet we are creating this argument that, yeah, war is awful, Therefore, this guy's going to be a fascist to get rid of all war. That's not going any better. It looks like they, yeah, it, they did skip it over. We're supposed to... I do appreciate the heightened pace of the animation here, coupled with the music. They skipped over a part. I'm not sure I like or hate it. I hated in the manga that Fukuchi was able to take Atushi's fist and use it as a weapon and give him more strength so he could punch Akutsugawa with his fist. Because I thought that was a little much to do. Wow, Akutagawa is Fiona Frost from Spy Family. I also don't remember this part of Atushi realizing he needs to keep up to Akutagawa. Then again, I am remember Akutagawa breaking a limb. And now we're going to get the stupid time travel sword, which I still don't understand how he can pull that out of nowhere when that's not part of his ability. I know saying Fukuchi is too OP is... A pathetic complaints in the narrative, and yet here we are. He's too OP. This isn't a battlefield. This is one overpowered war criminal being up to children. There's supposed to be an irony here that Fukuchi is willing to use a ceremonial sword, something that, for lack of a better phrase, was a sword of peace to stain it with blood and get people killed. No, this is not how Akutsugawa dies. We have more time before that's going to happen. Yeah, you didn't see him move because of the stupid time travel, and I hate this, and I'm going to be belligerent about it.
So I guess the sword that came out of Atushi in Lucy's room was foreshadowing this attack. I appreciate the anime doing that since the manga didn't really make it as clear. What I was going to say is that Fukuchi used Atushi's fist to punch Akutsugawa earlier, and that was using his fist as a weapon. We instead showed that Fukuchi picking up the pebble and throwing that was enough to demonstrate how he can increase the force of any weapon, in that case the pebble, and it went through Atushi. Actually, they were coordinated, so acting like they were attacking individually is kind of silly. I get the point. This is the Kunikita saying, you don't know how to fight argument. This is the old boomers telling the young people, you don't know anything about war and fighting. It does get tiresome to keep being told Atushi can't fight, when it's like, at the same time, we've seen them do pretty well. Akutsugawa, sweetie, no. Stop trying to appease Dazai. Does this mean his foot and boots are also weapons that he can overpower? Why don't you go to hell? No, you're old. That's not the same as experience. You're not powerful. You're a fascist. God, we are keeping the pacing going so fast. I know this is so that when Akutsugawa does pause and seriously consider the offer, it comes off with more impact. But we are trying to fit so much into this episode. And there's a disturbing Nakutagawa as a fascist image. You have shown yourself to be a liar over and over again. There is no reason for Akutagawa to believe you. And we do the split screen again with the sound effects. You're literally going to kill Akutagawa in a moment. Yeah, except Atushi isn't a T-word, and Akutsugawa would know this. It's ridiculous that Akutsugawa will ever fall for this, especially because we have set up these two to be such intimate rivals that there's no way he would kill him. Thank you, which is why all of this is so silly. And we're just going to do that revelation that quickly. Even in the manga, it didn't quite work, seeing as he didn't tell Gein. Granted, we haven't shown much of a relationship between Gein and Akutagawa at all, which is a misstep of the manga and was left for the Beast Light novel to do. 
I do like Atushi using logic here to realize that the code and language means that Akutsugawa would not defy Dazai first. And this is where that music from the trailer comes from. And this is why people ship Atushi and Akutagawa. We're basically doing the All the Things You Said song for Atushi and Akutagawa. I do appreciate that we have anime of Fukuchi losing his limbs. Yeah, and now we get the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure approach, and now we have clarified why we've been doing the freaking Clock Tower stuff this entire time. Skipping that quickly was a bit much. And this is how we're showing the time travel, and it would have been nice if Fukuchi had just died off. Now rip it apart. Open Rompo's book already. This does open the question of whether there are multiple timelines and now we're going to follow a new one or whether there is only this one timeline. I know Studio Bones did the best they could with showing the time travel. This is a little less interesting. At least bringing the music back again makes it a little more interesting. This is also just devastating given that Fukuchi is just such a cheater. And... Again, how quickly we do Akutagawa getting killed. Again, there are so many manga readers who want to be fans of Fukuchi and sympathize with him. There is nothing here in this character to make him sympathetic. You had taken a veteran who was shell-shocked and made him the villain. I'm not saying this as any celebration of country before people of military supremacy. I say this as reducing the traumas of war to create a new villain without using that as better commentary about society and instead making your villain so villainous that I can't sympathize with him is not working for me. Blah, 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 you're overpowered. I hate this character. Again, Fukuchi acting like he is so mature. He's not. He can't accept defeat. The war might have burnt him. It burnt a fascist. It burnt someone who accumulates power to deny free will to other people. I have a few choice words that I will recommend Akutagawa. Yes, we've established this. 
And again, we're going to do the time travel here where the story keeps making you think they're going to escape and then they keep reversing time. When you see how Atashi does manage to successfully escape, it's going to get really tiresome to think, oh, so Fukuchi couldn't go back in time for that either. I really think this is a cheap way of doing the time travel. I wish there was something more visually appealing to represent it. Yeah, I completely understand why people in the audience were dreading getting to this episode. Just given the pain of how Akutagawa dies, given the abuses he's going to suffer after his death. And I called this before... It's funny how the credits list this as the ending title sequence when this was our opening, which has now shifted from a song to open episodes for celebration to just rubbing it in your face that it's over. Atushi isn't gonna win this. And I know that's a weird thing to say because the manga's not over, but do yourself a favor. Read the manga. Chapter 108 ends with Fukuchi likely killing Fukuzawa. If there is any winning, I don't know where it's going to be. I know it's a bit much to get this angry over what is just a silly anime series, but when you are presenting a story that is supposed to tell the audience that these war crimes have created destruction for so many people's lives, and then to wrap it up with the fascist wins, this is a demoralizing place to lead the story. The anime's good try to so-called fix this once we get Bram Stoker and get some of that comedy, but it's not going to help. I know Bungo Stray Dogs has never been the most uplifting comedic series, which is why when you then have a series like Wan as a spin-off and enough of the jokes elsewhere, it's kind of weird how often they go back to the well of we want this to be comedic when, no, this is a pretty sad story and this is never going to end well for any of these characters. I don't know where this anime is going to go next, given how quickly they moved this pace up. And next episode being Bram Stoker's arrival, our next episode is Hero War Gang War. I believe that's the one where Tachihara finally stands up to Fukuchi. In the next episode, that means being stuck with those goddamn hunting dogs for another freaking episode, and god, I'm going to be insufferable and miserable seeing through that. But it's going to be another rushed episode. It's going to have to be, here's Sachihara, here's everything he's up to, here's why you should sympathize with him despite everything he did. 
we're going to force so much of his backstory because it's the hero war we're going to see Fukuchi's side we're going to see him use Bram Stoker to transform Akutagawa Akutagawa's going to start the vampire play he's going to infect Higuchi who hi Higuchi this is the only time we've seen you this season didn't even see you all last season he's going to infect Gein and Hirotsu and so many characters until finally Tachihara realizes the mistake he made and then we're going to be stuck with Mori and no I don't want to sit through Mori and god I'm just in a bad mood after this episode. This was just not a fun sit and that's the point. It's to inspire your emotions to think wow things are going really bad aren't they? There's no glimmer of hope coming and this is where this season is going to drag and given that there's no way to go wrap up this season to catch up to the manga even with how swift the pace they're going and maybe i'll get this wrong later and have to recant it but this season's gonna end up ending with fukuchi winning and just killing fukuzawa this is gonna be a miserable season it is gonna keep the audience coming back each week but it's not going to be fun viewing it's not going to be enjoyable it's not going to keep making you think there's still a chance. This is going to be tortuous. And yeah, if it's me, we need a break in this anime. We need a moment of let's do the Ogre short story. Let's remind ourselves why this world is worth living in and protecting. Because we really didn't get in this episode. They sped through the Dazai motivation. Why Yukutagawa has a drive to live that it isn't just to appease Dazai, it isn't just to get closer to Atushi. Heck, I wish the manga had also clarified he does have a sibling that he wants to protect, and because the manga didn't do it, the anime certainly isn't. It's been disappointing seeing through this episode, not because of the animation, not because of the acting, just because the story had its flaws from the beginning and in the manga format. I'll be curious where things go next, but given how closely Studio Bones has been sticking to the manga and how rushed they're doing everything, this is going to be a hard sit for the rest of this season. So, final thoughts? I didn't like this episode. Some of this is because the episode works at what it wants to accomplish, that being it wants you to dislike Fukuchi. It wants you to cry over Akutagawa. So, the episode achieves the desired effect. Unfortunately, I think this could have been better. Some of this owes to the reality that Studio Bones fit four chapters into one episode, and at this point, I can't recommend this anime over the manga. It may be better to watch the anime first, then read the manga so that you get a taste of the story, then you can get the full story once you pick up the manga, that the anime can serve as an introduction, whereas the manga gives you a fuller experience. That's not to ignore what this episode did well when it comes to animation and acting, mostly. I liked the frame showing how Fukuchi and Atushi were when Akutagawa first arrived, and then repeating that when Fukuchi makes his offer to Akutagawa. The mirroring of when Dazai reunites with Akutagawa and their first meeting, and how the vegetation and colors had changed since that time, I liked that progression of time. I liked using differences in the colors to demonstrate 
Here's what it was like back when Akutsugawa first met Dazai. Here's how much has changed in both characters since that point and in the surrounding environment. I liked that that scene was very reminiscent of when we get the flashback to when Rompo first met Edgar Allan Poe, and we compare that to this latest meeting where one is very bright and cheerful, the other is very dark and gloomy. Speaking of mirroring scenes, I appreciated how this episode mirrored Atsushi and Akutsugawa with their previous fights in terms of this again being on a ship, Last time it was the Moby Dick, now it's on Fukuji's ship. And I appreciate other visual parallels where the storyboarding in Ajushi and Akutsugawa's previous fights are repeated here. I won't go into detail, but I will link to two posts that talk about this. The first is from Tumblr account Sad Emo Dip Dry, with dashes in between the four words, so sad-emo-dip-die, D-Y-E. They, in this post, that was the first one to show me the ship parallels. The second post comes from Tumblr account Chuya de Lune. So, one word, no dashes, no spaces. Chuya de Lune. Their post covers so much. It is such excellent content that I can't summarize all of it. Go ahead and read that one to understand what Studio Bones did well in setup and payoff across three seasons. Links to both posts by Sad Emo Dip Dry and Chuya De Lune are in the description. While Studio Bones did all that well, I do think the time travel mechanic is presented in a pretty dull fashion. After how we have seen other animated stories deploy time travel and represent it visually, it just wasn't as eye-catching or imaginative for me. I appreciate how this anime seemed to be working at the level of 1990s VHS tape rewinding, it just felt a little too much like a joke and wasn't as new or eye-catching as what we've gotten in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or Modoka Magica. I wish that we didn't end with the Season 5 opening theme song, a theme song that sounds victorious and after what we've seen with Fukuchi's victory just feels like salt in the wounds. It, the song is supposed to be a hunting dog song, which, now that I think about it, it really does have the same vibe as their theme song in Season 4. It is bothersome to end the episode this way. Maybe there was contractual use where they had to use this song. I would have preferred a more haunting melody or something that is supposed to be more meditative and not so energetic. Maybe we already got that kind of a song with that haunting music that was playing from the season 5 trailer and is now used when Atsushi kills Fukuchi and when Fukuchi instigates time travel. So the studio wanted to have a contrast, have a very melancholic kind of play of song during the time travel and then end the episode with a hard fast rock song. It just didn't work for me. I didn't think the music at the end suited the tone. I did say this episode did achieve the desired effect to make you dislike Fukuchi and to cry for Akutsugawa. I just think it could have been done much better. It's not that we haven't gotten deaf to Akutsugawa before, but now this episode is asking us to cry for this murder. And to pull that off, 
this episode needs to be two parts. This should have been two separate episodes. The first one really delving into Akutsugawa's backstory, his background. This is your last chance to make him really sympathetic before he dies. And the episode didn't pull it off. We needed two episodes. We needed the first episode being who is Akutsugawa, was his background, was his backstory, was his origin story, what does he want, was he trying to protect, who is he trying to protect, so that in episode two, we cheer him on and appreciate how far he's going in this battle and appreciate that he's trying to defend Atsushi, someone he claims he couldn't care less about, and instead we're trying to rush through Here's his origin story, here's his background, here's his motivation, and we don't get to feel as much once he sacrifices his life for the person he claims he dislikes. There were so many scenes from the manga that should have been in this episode, or details from the manga, from other lore, from the short stories, from the light novels that could have been put here to really sell to you that you don't have to like Akutsugawa, but you need to cry for what he has sacrificed. We needed two episodes. We needed the first episode to be Akutsugawa being weirdly adamant about this fight and Atsushi trying to figure out the mystery of why is Akutsugawa so energized for this fight, so excited to help Atsushi, so willing to take down Fukuchi, so wanting to appease Dazai, so willing to impress Atsushi. What is contributing to this motivation to rush everything. We needed that scene to make Atsushi notice Akutsugawa looks troubled so that once Akutsugawa reveals he has a terminal case that is going to kill him, we get it. We understand why he is now so desperate. We needed additional scenes, ones from the manga of Atsushi dragging Akutsugawa through the hall to get him away, to save him, so that we're not rushing to then just show Akutsugawa already pushing Atsushi away. We need a longer discussion between Atsushi and Akutsugawa making their plans for how they're going to defeat Fukuchi. In the anime, it just came to Atsushi realizes, oh, okay, we'll drag him into the ocean. Other people online pointed out what was cut from the manga, which is a longer discussion of Akutsugawa pointing out that they need to be like Dazai and Chuya, who can really think through a plan, before Atsushi and Akutsugawa realize that they don't quite have the brains that their predecessors do to come up with a good plan, whether because Akutsugawa is so bloodthirsty and because Atsushi is so nervous and can't trust Akutsugawa, which that's a whole other diatribe I didn't quite like in the manga either, but I really don't like in the anime. The manga was trying to show Atsushi doesn't fully trust Akutsugawa. With the anime, they kind of just rush it and it came across to me more like the two of them rushed this. It wasn't even that one didn't trust the other like Fukuchi was claiming. It just felt like they made the best plan they could and it didn't work. Whereas in the manga, it was trying to communicate these two refuse to trust the other. That if Atsushi had gone in for the first attacks, he couldn't have protected Akutsugawa because of his regenerative abilities, and that would have given enough time for Akutsugawa to stay back, get his attacks in for Fukuchi, and win. Granted, all of that then gets undermined by the fact that Fukuchi can just travel back in time and undo all of this, which 
makes Fukuchi's argument even more ridiculous and why I will not get over the series trying to act like Fukuchi is the man of a thousand faces when he's not even a good liar, he's just a liar. It's just, oh, if you'd done this, you would've won, and then he reveals, oh, you wouldn't have won anyway because I had time travel. And yeah, I'm not gonna be in a better mood by the next episode because I'm gonna be sitting here thinking, yeah, how come Fukuchi wasn't able to stop Atushi and Rampo at the end of episode 4 when everything would have allowed him to just travel back in time and stop Atushi and Rampo? But I'm getting off script. We needed to show Atushi's concern for Akutsugawa. We needed to see Akutsugawa's refusal to admit what his goals are. That his goal is to rescue Atushi so that Atushi feels more when he realizes he let Akutsugawa die. There is something Atushi knows Akutsugawa wants to accomplish, but we would keep that mystery going. He would know by the end of episode one, okay, Akutsugawa wants to protect me in order to fulfill his obligations to Dazai. But Atushi in the back of his mind realizes there's something else here. I'm a detective. I want to be as good as the others. There's something here with Akutsugawa where he's still not trusting me. There's another reason he wants to do this. And you save that mystery for episode 2. You can even end episode 1 with Fukuchi making the offer to Akutsugawa. If you work with me, I will help you, but you need to kill Atushi. And then, when you open up episode 2, have Akutsugawa explain he is going to die. He has a terminal illness, and this is his last action that he can take. It would then help clarify why Akutsugawa dying is still a tragedy, but one where you think Akutsugawa went out the way he wanted to. If you were to save so much of this content for a second episode, I do think you would need to fill in some gaps in episode 1. There are different approaches. You could have expanded the security guard bit. I think you could have made it better animated when Atushi and Akutsugawa catch the bullets. As people online have said, and as I have said earlier and would like to have seen here, I think the first episode needed an adaptation of the short story, The Heartless Cur, so that we see Akutsugawa's humanity, his childhood, his origin story. Otherwise, we get what we got in this episode, which is, I don't think Dazai has any concern for Akutsugawa. The anime is reducing Akutsugawa to how Dazai reduces him. He's a tool. He is a narrative tool to get the plot moving so that Fukuchi can't get a 100% victory and now Antushi has another reason to feel guilty. Maybe it's too harsh to act like the anime is treating Akutsugawa only as a means to an end, but when Dazai is practically admitting he recruited Akutsugawa as a way to stop Fyodor in the future, it's a bit much. It's already bad enough to have Rampo, Fyodor, Fukuchi all steps ahead without really getting into how they were able to anticipate this far ahead of time. I mean, granted, with Fukuchi, it's because he cheats with time travel. But how were Dazai, Rampo, and Fyodor this smart to predict that, oh, Akutsugawa will join the fight to protect Atushi? So how Dazai treat Akutsugawa as he has? That already makes us, correctly, see Dazai as complicated. Not necessarily a bad guy, but not a good guy. But none of this has given Akutsugawa room to be that person we should cry for. Read The Heartless Cur. It's included in Volume 6 of the Bungo Stray Dogs manga, and 
it ends with Akutsugawa letting out a roar of finally having his humanity acknowledged. It is as painful as hearing Atushi at the end of this episode calling out for Akutsugawa. It's really a disservice to not give the actors that opportunity with Akutsugawa to bring that story into adaptation. I need more to make us care about Akutsugawa because it's already in the text. I mean, what about his sister? I wanted to hear Akutsugawa mention that his sister is now going to have to live without him. I want to get that here and not save it for the Beastlight novel, which is an Elseworlds story that isn't even in this timeline, this continuity. I want to see the main Bungo Stray Dogs narrative show us meaningful sibling interaction between Ryu and Gin Akutsugawa. I want this story to be a two-parter, to make us care about Akutsugawa in part one, to give us his origin story in part one, to show us how important his sister is to him, so that by the end of part one, with Akutsugawa ready to face off against Atushi, that we're stunned that we have gone to know this character and now feel a complicated regard for sympathizing with him but not wanting him to kill Atushi. So that when part two comes along and we find out that Akutsugawa is ready to die, that by the time Fukuchi kills him, we appreciate what Akutsugawa accomplished and then we just get our heart ripped out when Akutsugawa gave up his life to save Atushi and now Fukuchi is going to defile that corpse by resurrecting Akutsugawa as a mindless vampire thanks to Bram Stoker. I want this replotted. I can't stand how this narrative was set up this week. As it is, I'm not liking the pacing this season. I'm not looking forward to getting through the rest of this season. So, why am I sticking to these audio commentaries if I'm not enjoying this? I am backseat directing this anime, but given what previous seasons have accomplished, given what Studio Bones has done in other anime, given how well Kaka Asagiri can write, this adaptation should have been better. I want to see whether it can get better. And, as I'll keep insisting, Fukuchi is just not written how I want him to be written. I wish this series had shown him earlier, so that we got to know him as a goofball and a celebrity and a war hero, so that once you see how much he has suffered, you're not going to agree with his methods, but like Akutsugawa, you're going to sympathize, and you're going to recognize how a system that has failed for so long to stop such warfare and torture would indeed breed this kind of a fascist. But we're going to get to Fukuchi later this season. We're going to get to him in the next episode, which, good God, I'm not looking forward to that. Who knows, a friend suggested to me that they had an idea how Fukuchi will be defeated, seeing as he is the one gained his hands on one order, and that the Order of the Clock Tower gave that to him, and they're not going to appreciate what he's up to. Yeah, we might get Agatha Christie stepping in to take down Fukuchi. Which is really disappointing storytelling, because you need one war criminal to stop another? Granted, we had Theodore taking down Fitzgerald, so there is precedence for having one bad guy taking out another bad guy in this series. 
Also, it's not as if this series hasn't had characters who do awful things who, despite themselves, are sympathetic or at least enjoyable and entertaining. Akutagawa is a killer. Sigma is one of my favorite characters, but he's the one who put explosive coins into international circulation. There are no good guys in this show. So, it really says something when Fuguchi comes across to me as the second worst character in this series. The first worst character will continue to be Mori, because Mori, and bad news, you're going to have to sit through Mori in next week's episode as well. So, we'll get to that, but for now, I'm going to wrap up there for today. Thank you so much for listening to this audio commentary. Are you as dispirited and annoyed as I am with this episode? How do you think this anime will adapt what comes next? Do you think they're going to effectively use Bram Stoker for some much-needed comic relief? Do you think Stoker will get the treatment he deserves? Is the pace of Bungo Stray Dogs as bad as I think it is? Please share your thoughts in the comment section or email me, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. I am probably getting enough of this wrong or not considering other points of view, so well-thought-out responses are appreciated. If you enjoyed this commentary, despite my lengthy whining and complaining, please consider contributing. Coffee.com slash Derek S. McGrath, Patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. Thanks to contributors Alec Roach, Emily Lauer, and Alexis Duran. Next week, more audio commentary with Season 5, Episode 4, Episode 54 overall of Bungo Stray Dogs, titled Hero War Gain War. So come back next week to hear me complain about that. Until then, I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good day.